When it comes to talking to our children about sex and what God's Word has to say, I've already mentioned that we ought to start out being relaxed. And you say, well, that's virtually impossible. I get so nervous. Well, I wrote this book, and I was fairly comfortable until my children started asking some, uh, let's just say, sensitive questions. But we really do need to relax, take a deep breath. Why? Because anxiety communicates something that we don't want to communicate, and that is either we're ignorant, we don't really know what to say, or there's something here that's wrong. So the more we can just take a deep breath and relax, uh, that's important. And then as we relax, we need to be positive. When we speak negatively about sex, we're playing right to the enemy's hand. That's Satan's strategy. He wants us to look like people who can't have any fun and who are always opposed to things. And so he uses that to, in many ways, I think, undercut the reality that this is God's gift. This is God's gift to mankind. So put yourself in your child's shoes for just a moment. From a thousand different angles, your child is bombarded with messages that communicate that, hey, sex is the ultimate experience. You know what I mean. Then you talk with your mom or dad, and they simply act like sex is the ultimate evil. Now, that's not going to help them to understand the reality that this is the handiwork, sex is the handiwork of God. And because he created it, he understands how to make it the ultimate experience, and it's in the context of a committed relationship, a Christ-centered marriage. So positive presentation of sex accurately reflects the truth of Scripture's and will cut the sorely needed path between liberty and legalism. Sex is a wonderful experience of intimacy that God reserved for marriage. So make sure you relax, make sure you're positive, and then make sure you don't overreact. What do I mean? A young boy blurted out something to his mom, and he kind of made a sexual reference of sorts, and the usually calm and collected mother became a gorilla, and she covered her son with a blanket of really stern words. When she calmed down, the boy told her he really didn't know what the word meant. She then told him that his, uh, if he used it again, it would be the last word he ever used. Now, I, uh, I can tell this story because I'm the young, I'm the young boy, and it was a lot of years ago. <laughs> so, hey, don't overreact. Whenever your child initiates a conversation about sex, remember, you want to encourage openness. You want him to come to you, not to someone else, with questions about sex. Also, understanding that he may have brought the subject up to see how you respond. He may just want to see if you come unglued. And then finally realize that he may be operating in ignorance, as I was as a boy, and really needs your godly guidance. So take a deep breath, count to ten, then ask him to repeat the question, and that'll give you a chance to regain your composure and then you might even be able to regain your sanity. So don't overreact, no matter what your child says. And then the other thing is, you need to be willing to accept the fact that as children grow up, they have sexual desires and, and their interests. Our children grow up faster than we could ever imagine. And in this culture today, unfortunately, we've got to begin these conversations at a very early age. Throughout their years of sexual development, we as parents, we need to be a rudder of acceptance. They need to be able to say anything to us and feel comfortable. Don't ignore the obvious. If you inadvertently find your child doing something that is of a sexual nature, then don't condemn, discuss. 
explain, evaluate, but be loving and be kind. Whatever you do, don't joke about your child's sexuality. Sometimes that's what happens when someone's uncomfortable. They could joke about something. This is not an area where you want to joke. I can remember being at a camp and in the course of talking to parents about priorities and parenting and the like, uh, one parent was exposed to some reality with a child and came to me and I mean she lost it and I said wait calm down how old's your how old's your son okay this is not unusual and we have to be able to keep a lid on this and deal with it in such a way that we don't shut down communication for all the years in the future when you're going to really need to help that child navigate the stormy waters of his or her sexuality so don't overreact, accept their sexuality, identify with their struggles. A number of parents have asked, should I share my past indiscretions with my children? Uh, identifying with a child's sexual battles does not mean we have to tell them the details of our own past failures, our past sins. Yes, they need to know that we too have dealt with the issues that they are dealing with. That is important. We need to let them know that what they're experiencing is normal. Then they need to know that, yes, we, when we were growing up, we had our struggles. But we don't have to be totally transparent about everything we did wrong. We don't need to tell all, but we do need to build mutual understanding. And to do that, we have to, at some level, identify with what they're dealing with. A boy who gets embarrassed as his body reacts a certain way welcomes reassurance from a dad, a dad who's been there and can explain things. When thoughts of sex seem to dominate, a young person likes to know that someone else has felt the relentless tug of temptation. Identification builds integrity into our message. Empathy offers encouragement. And so you identify with your child's struggles, and then you take advantage of opportunities to discuss biblical sexuality. Silence deafens. It gets so loud it can penetrate a person's heart. Imagine a father and son. They're sitting there watching television, and then what comes on? A condom commercial. What do you do? Well, try and leave the room, try and hide, but neither says a word, right? An entire family watches a network special, and then suddenly there's this uh, commercial about sexually transmitted diseases. Now, if your children are extremely young, you can probably ignore it, but as they get older, you need to say something. Initiating a conversation about sex expresses concern, openness, and your availability. An open-ended question like, man, what do you think about that? In other words, what you just saw on TV. Don't just ignore it. By the way, it can become a barometer of understanding as to where they are. Now, while blood pressure readings gauge physical health, our children's answer to our questions can gauge their spiritual and emotional health in this area. An obscure response usually points to ignorance or uncertainty. So bridge a conversation out of concern for your teen. Or take advantage of every given opportunity. If something appears to be wrong, take some time to probe, gently and lovingly, not like the Grand Inquisitor. Now, whenever possible, you want to turn to what the Word of God says. You don't necessarily have to drop everything, go pick up your big, thick, black Bible and open it, but have some passages committed to memory that you can refer to. And if it's appropriate in terms of the way it's all playing out, yes, open up the Word of God. That would be wonderful. But you have to have biblical answers. I can remember when I was a young man 
that my dad tried to talk to me about sex, and it became very, he became very frustrated. He told me I should treat girls I dated as if they were like my own sister. I asked him why. He didn't have a good answer. He told me sex, well, you know, it's just for marriage. Again, I, I asked him why. He didn't have a good answer. Now, we weren't Christians at the time, and so he didn't have any authority to back up what he was saying. In our case, as followers of Christ, we refer to the one who created this wonderful gift given to married couples. And if our children are going to walk in the truth, they must learn to respond to the truth. That's why we need to turn unashamedly and repeatedly to the only inspired source of written truth, and that is the Bible. And one of the most important things we can be reminded of when it comes to teaching our children biblical truth is that we always need to be communicating, expressing unconditional love. One couple's son came home from college. He had an earring in his left ear. They didn't know what to say. They knew he had gotten away from the Lord. His appearance, his attitudes, some of the things he was doing revealed that he was really in a period of rebellion. They tried their best to communicate a message of unconditional love during the several weeks that he was home before returning again to, to his classes. They both openly expressed their love for him. No matter what he did, no matter how he dressed, they would love him. Just days after he returned to school, they got a call from the dean of students who wanted to know what had happened to their son. Since they didn't know what he was talking about, the dean had to tell them, had to fill it in. They asked him, what do you mean? And he said, you know, your son used to wear an earring. And they said, yeah, we know. Well, he removed that earring. In fact, he cut his hair and he's wearing different clothes, and I understand he's recommitted his life to Christ. And I asked him why the change, what happened, and here's what he said. When asked about the dramatic change in his life when he went back to college, this young man said that his parents' love reminded him that God loved him. Now, at times, it will be difficult to face our children's sexual struggles and their sexual sin while at the same time still communicating God's love. But we need to. Our expressions of concern must always be painted on a canvas of unconditional love and acceptance. We must offer words such as this. Imagine a father with his son. Son, I just want what's best for you, and I sincerely believe God's way is best. If you don't follow God's plan, you can get hurt. And I would hate to see you pay a terrible price for a bad decision. But no matter what you do, I will always love you. Have you communicated that kind of love to your children? This is a tough world that they're growing up in. So many confusing messages, so many challenges, so many attacks on the Christian faith, on biblical truth. They need to know the unconditional love of God. And as moms and dads we need to model it for them. 